Welcome to the Subject to Revision podcast. In a society marred with cancel culture, we hope to be a beacon of light. It is here where we will share stories of forgiveness, redemption, and new perspective. We will use our experiences to remind us all of the human condition, one where mistakes and grievances are the seeds of growth and change. Together, we hope to poke through the dark veil of condemnation and show the light that glistens on the other side. Hi, John. <laughs> How are you doing, Mark? <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining us on Subject to Revision. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, I gave you a little uh, preamble spiel of what we're going to talk about. Um, and we can touch on anything. I keep saying this. I'll continue to say it. Uh, this podcast has evolved and changed from simply talking about forgiveness to talking about okay. a lot of things. The hottest topic uh-huh. lately is um, what does it feel uh, to to deal with anxiety? Like, what does anxiety deal like? What does it really make you feel like? Oh, my And God. how have you learned... Like Let's healthy, roll with that healthy one. coping mechanisms for anxiety because I feel <laughs> oh, like healthy. Ang- <laughs> well, it can, it can be unhealthy, uh, but but I, I would like us to grow a little bit, and I I believe that you have some wisdom in dealing with anxiety and, and how to cope away. with it. Uh, <laughs> And with self-deprecation. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'll, let, I'll let our audience know. I met John uh, f- what it feels like a really long time ago. It's about uh, it's In over Huntington. six and a half years ago Yeah, um, at a recovery meeting yep. when I had just gotten clean. Like I was super You were fresh new. out of the boat. I was. I was. I was like just out of a facility. And John, as you guys can tell, has like a very soothing voice and it was calm. And all I wanted to be around or familiarize myself with was calmness. And people refer to him as Yoga John. (laughs) I've since learned that he is now CrossFit John. Yes. um, Or IT person John. All of the above. Or or John. I want to go go back to yoga. I'd love to go back to yoga. Please, please. I I do it daily. We do it right there. I got my mats hanging out. Uh, oh yeah, my life. I, I mean, we've talked about this before, but let's let the audience know a little bit about you, and then we'll start talking about uh, crap that people don't like to deal with, like anxiety. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, I, I did meet you in a recovery meeting, and like I said, it was about yeah six years ago or more. And um, I currently have twenty nine years. Holy crap. It, it blows my mind sometimes. Um, let and me know I, if I'm I allowed I to curse, at, by the I way. I spoke at your 25th anniversary. <laughs> yes, was you did. Yeah. Yeah. You came Which is amazing that that was four fucking years ago. Isn't it? Yes. Because I was so nervous, but I remember that night. I, I definitely remember that night. I love Rosalind. The, the guys there have been so warm and welcoming from the divorce, from everything that happened. They've just embraced me. So for people who don't know... What John is referring to is a men's group correct? within recovery. Now, don't get crazy. <laughs> Everybody gets their group. They got special interest groups. There are groups for women. And the purpose of it, I think it's good yeah. to talk about it, um, isn't more than there are some things that men experience, that women experience, that um, people, the LGBTQ community, trans, whatever... Oh, absolutely. Um, they experience that is very specific. And so people have certain needs and they would like to build community around those particular mm-hmm. like subgroup of needs, even within recovering from addiction. 
Um, so oh, yes. that, that's all. So and it never. Be, it's it's funny. They go, oh, it's a men's group. So you know, like we're bashing women. And the thing is, like, wives and uh, significant others generally don't come up, except for the fact of like I'm having a fight and we don't know how to deal with it. So we're really actually trying to be better men, better husbands. Yeah, better, right. Like and, sometimes it's hard to for me to learn how to be my best self with marissa mm-hmm. by speaking it out with marissa or even other women sometimes i need the experience of what it looks like to be a man in a relationship with a woman mm-hmm. and how they have overcome some obstacles and use that experience so that i can be uh, better and healthier for my partner of course oh yeah no and it- how do I deal with things? I mean, dealing with anxiety. Obviously, relationships can bring up anxiety a lot. Yeah, it's a great diet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny. Uh, what did I, my I thought, sponsor used to say? Relationships are like pouring miracle grow on your character defects. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and it's amazing what it looks like when I'm no longer in one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what's getting poured on me at that well, point, but it's like some sort of miracle gross. Well, you're always in a relationship somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just well, not male-female or male-male or yeah. loving whatever that happens Sometimes it's just me, and that could be really dangerous. Marissa <laughs> teases me because like, I'm, I'm always trying to get in like, better shape, and I look at pictures of myself. I was in the best shape I ever was when I met her. I was about 175 pounds, uh, which is about 30 pounds ago, and uh, and you I was look proud good, of dude. myself. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, but uh, like, I it's so unhealthy to compare myself to when yeah I had just gone through like some form of depression, okay, dealing with a lot of anxiety because a relationship that I was in had ended. Right. So oh, that yes. brings on okay. I remember all you sorts of that. shitty unhealthy and like for me. Anxiety feels like um, I don't want to eat. Uh, okay, like I, it's like I have this clog, and I don't like I. I just like I, really? if I watch a a playoff baseball game, I don't know why I get so fucking hooked on baseball. Okay, the, like I watch a Yankee game, and I can't eat. Like I just sit on the couch and I pace, and um, and I have just like this loss of appetite. I have to do two things when I'm anxious. Okay. I have to not eat and I have to use the bathroom. I don't know why, but like that's how it manifests itself in me. I, um, I go a completely different route. When I get anxious over something, I get I, I get angry. I can feel it's, I don't know if it's anger or frustration. I mean, it comes out as anger. I, I just always remember being told uh, by my sponsor a long time ago that, um, like I, I picture a, a pail, and in the pail there's like ninety percent blue sand, and on top of it there's um, ten uh, percent red sand. And I'm sitting there with my finger in the red sand. And when I get anxious, that's what it is. I'm sitting there with my finger in the red sand because what's what happens to me usually when I get anxious is something is not going my way, something's happening that I don't have control in, and heaven forbid I don't have control, and um, I, I wind up actually trying to force my will on it and and it goes wrong every time i start trying to make things happen and i get more frustrated because it's not going down that way and i just keep circling my finger in the red sand and i get anxious i get aggravated and frustrated at it do you ever find it interesting or maybe i don't even know do you even experience this because i certainly do Uh my anxiety gets driven by very inconsequential things more than it does 
um, what are actually like realistic and harmful than like the big things in life. Yeah, the big things I tend to handle well. Oh, sure. Without a lot of anxiety, kind of cool. But but little things, little things can set you off. Yeah, and it's amazing that like like those are the things that that can pull me out of like my value system or mm-hmm. um, of being in a, a calm place. How's that for you? Oh, no, definitely. I was just, uh, unfor- unfortunately, my mom had passed away um, uh, just a little over a year ago. Now, dealing with that, I mean, we all we all knew it was coming as well. Uh, she had cancer for a while, for four years, uh, unbeknownst to me, I'd didn't know she had stage four cancer. They really didn't tell me, my sister. It's just she had cancer and was going through stuff. But um, no, when when she finally passed away um, and rested was the fact that she, I, I like handled that very well. It was all the little How come crap. you didn't know? Am I allowed to ask? Are you okay with that? How come they didn't tell you that she had stage, stage four? four cancer? Yeah. I, I never think about it. I never... I guess they. Oh, you're good. They just never. <laughs> I would be like, why didn't you? T- Do you think I am not emotionally capable of handling such news? Me, um, I, don't I start. Know. It's, everything is is about me. Right? Oh, like that's, <laughs> that's what happened. Really? Yeah, mom's dying. <laughs> yeah, but it's about me. Let's talk about me. It's all about me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not much, but it's all I think about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, see the. I never even thought about that. Why they did and didn't tell me that. Um. In my head, it didn't make a difference. What it was was to be with mom or to make more of a consorted effort because we knew it was cancer. And whether it was stage four or stage one, as far as as far as I knew, she was older um, at the time, um, so she was still in her eighties, and so it wasn't good. No matter what, it wasn't going to be good. So it didn't matter whether it was stage four, stage whatever. I, I should just be there, and I should just talk to her, and I should just try to, uh, I don't know, learn from my mom in some way, shape, or form, or just be with her, or just that's beautiful. If if I needed to resolve anything, and at that point, the only thing I needed to resolve was to give back to her, was to just like be there and kind of let her know to that I was there because I. I I was not good growing up. Um, if I mean, my mom's listening to this, she's chuckling. Like, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, I see that same coming. with the other guy that's on this podcast. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, I and I'm sure she's she's up there like smiling because there was oh there were just so many different things that went on that I I don't know if my mom actually like. In the end, when I saw her in hospice, I would go to the hospital. I would go to the hospice um, over in Valley Stream. I forgot what the name of it was, um, or it was near Valley Stream. I always remember getting off at exit 19. But anyway, um, I would sit with her and tell her it's okay to go. Because when she was in hospice, it, she she had, she had was in a lot of pain. Um, so at that point, it was just make her comfortable. And make her comfortable was she was asleep all the time. But she would know when you were there and give her a kiss on the cheek and stuff like that. And I would let her know I'm okay. I think she hung around a lot because she was worried. Um, I mean, I was the kind of guy, as an example for your podcast followers, I 
I called my mom from college and like, hey, I'm going to kill myself. Um, and I go into college in Rochester and she was down here in Port Washington on Long Island. So there was nothing she could do. There was, you know, like how frustrated or how anxious could she have felt at that point? Like my son just called me and then hung up. Like, I just wanted to call to say goodbye, mom, love you very much. And that was it. And then I hung up and then I wouldn't answer the phone and she had to call campus safety. So it was things like that. And being an addict, there was, it was completely out of her control. So, and I'm the youngest of the family. So as she would refer to it, the baby, and I would correct her like, no, I'm the youngest mom, but I was her baby. Uh, it's making her smile right now. <laughs> I got you to say it. Um, but so I was the baby and like, the, I don't know how to describe it. The What she must have felt, um, uh, impotency, like how impotent she must, like, I can't do anything to save him, you know, just to watch her son um, hurt himself um, or even during drug addiction um, to, to have to like see me spend all my money. I wasn't working. I wasn't doing, you know, and I was living in her home at points and just honestly feeding off of her. So what led up to that was the fact of, uh, I guess making amends to her was the fact of, mom, you can relax now. I got this. You did teach me well. All that stuff that went on beforehand, that, that wasn't your teachings. That wasn't, I think she was very upset about what used to happen in the family and things like that. Um, my father was a bit abusive, a bit. My father was abusive. <laughs> Let's just go with that one. Um, and again, there was nothing she could do about it uh, to, to watch, except to watch. And coming from that point, I can only imagine what was going through her mind in that anxiety was, um, uh, I, I'm the youngest of seven. Um, and there's, uh, there's one girl and so six boys. And uh, my father wouldn't hit the girl, but he would hit us. So if something went wrong, if money was taken, if something happened, that, that was his, that's what he learned. Um, that's what I was thinking about for forgiveness, by the way. But it, wherever this goes is completely we what I need. We can get into it. Yeah. So um, sh my mom would have to watch or hear us get hit by him. And... The only thing I can think of is I used to hear that as well. If my brother Robert or my brother Dennis or somebody did something wrong, they would get hit. Now to listen to them get hit was far worse than getting hit. I would rather be hit than have to listen to the screams coming from, you know, one of my brothers and knowing I can't do anything about it. So again, the ineffectiveness she must have felt through all, all of that. And did I, and I know at points she thought, did I cause that? So, and if you're listening, mom, no, you didn't. <laughs> um, not in any way, shape or form. And she would rescue me at points, you know, uh, she would come down, um, down the stairs and let us, let my father know, um, you know, cause I was five or something and I was amongst all of them. So, you know, we're like five, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, 10, you know, we're all like one right after the other. Uh, she would hear us and she would come down and like, oh, he's done nothing. And then my father would be like, okay, get, 
take him away because she would Jesus. Yeah. And then I'd be taken away and I guess I'd be in the same place she was. Like I'd be hearing this and I'd be like, what the hell? I'd rather be downstairs knowing what's going on or what's next or how it happens. But um, maybe that's why I don't feel the anxiety um, or maybe that's the, I don't know which way to go with it, anxiety or forgiveness. Um, I'd rather think about forgiveness, like for my dad. Um, I'd rather think about, hopefully I was forgiven by my mom because that was one of the things that I wound up doing before mom passed is um, I went to her, I was alone with her and I sat with her and I brought up the subject of, do you remember when I called you from college? Um, and I didn't need to say suicide. I didn't need to mention anything. Do you remember? Cause you ain't going to forget that. Are no. you? We've uh, talked about trauma in the past. Okay. Um, and like how all you need, like you probably didn't think about it. I'm uh-huh. assuming like you're you're obviously in like a dark place. Uh-huh. You're away at school. And you make this call probably just to for whatever your reasons were. Oh yeah. Right. Um, None of them good. But I'm sure the thought and it may cross your mind, I don't feel like it, it generally does with people. Sure. Um where they go, the amount of trauma that I'm about to induce from this one phone call will make waves for the rest of this person's life. I- Right, like I never. Th- it's so profound how much like one moment, like you. Oh yeah, I I did so many things to my parents. Okay, um, caused them a fuck ton of harm. Yeah, um, but it's little things that like I know they still remember because they still come up. And just like for me, from my childhood, and I've talked about it on the on the like the the podcast here before. Okay, it's not. My dad is a gentle person. He, like, I'm really lucky. Kind, oh. gentle, mm-hmm. good-natured. Um, when I was, like, 10 years old, I wanted to pitch in Little League. Okay. So I would throw this ball against this wall and uh, to practice in my backyard. Oh, yeah. And, over uh, and over again, like, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. And uh, because I wanted to get better, right? And my dad had saw me, he saw me fail, right? He saw his son suck and everybody got a hit and mm-hmm. whatever okay i was young i was 10 or 11 years old yeah but one day my mom wanted me to come inside for dinner and so she told my dad who just worked probably 14 hours oh yeah to come get me from the backyard uh-huh and i told him i wasn't going inside because i still wanted to practice i gotta get and better he, and he said why are you practicing you're like you suck at this something <sighs> like that or your friends are right uh-huh. you suck at this yeah just because he, ha- he had a moment where he was just human mm-hmm. after probably a really stressful day. My mom hounded him to get me inside, the 11-year-old kid who snaps back at him. And, and just he says just that, wants to eat. Says that, says that one thing, right? Yep. And he doesn't mean it. I love my dad. Yeah. Um, but in my mind still, when I have moments of doubt, mm-hmm. I can hear his voice say that to me. Oh. Trauma. Dude. Trauma doesn't leave. It's packed away somewhere. Like, do mm-hmm. I forgive him? Of course I forgive him. Yep. Am I able to like cleanse myself of that? But are our weak moments. Yeah. It's still it like, back. well, yeah. If the opportunity presents itself, that voice will still be here. We talked about um, my ex-wife 
Yes. Before we came on the podcast. Okay. My ex-wife, neither of us was healthy when we were together. And uh, and mm-hmm. I won't say her name because there's there's no need for me to do that. I don't talk sure. about her much actually on here yet. But yeah, I had an ex-wife. Um, <laughs> in case you're listening. Um, <laughs> Same thing I just said. Wait a minute. You were married before? Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it was like 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, so we were both in active addiction. It was not good. And um, she would get upset with me. And like she was... She was she she had some demons, right? She had a tough childhood and sure, we all did. um all sorts of stuff that she didn't learn how to really heal from, especially at least at that point. Uh-huh. And when she was upset with me, while I I would roll over in bed, like away from her. Okay, yeah. And she would come mm-hmm. up behind me and she would just whisper in my ear, "You're a piece of shit. <sighs> Nobody's ever gonna love you." She would be like, "You're a fucking faggot." Mm-hmm. Why are you di- like? Um, you're never going to amount to anything. I hope you fucking die. I hope you know that you're a piece. Of- so mm-hmm. I just whisper that in my ear, and I would go to bed. And uh, I believed it, right? I mean, at that point, mm-hmm. I had no all the evidence said. Mm-hmm. Oh, you probably believed it without a- her even saying it. Yeah, but now to this day, I could still hear that voice. Oh, sure. I don't think about like like we had some battles. Her and I, like it wasn't, it wasn't that good. Luckily, like not like physical abuse. I, I have certainly had my moments of being emotionally abusive towards people. Yeah. Um, and uh, I gotta remember that myself. But like yeah. I don't, I don't remember a lot of shit um, mm-hmm. that happened during that period of time. Mm-hmm. But I remember, I could hear her voice in my head still, like the whisper of telling me all those things. It's almost like some weird, like confirmation bias. Um, it's just like if something comes up where I doubt myself Mm -hmm. and my mind's just looking for fuel for doubt, that memory just starts playing. Let's open up this door. uh, Oh man. Uh, It will find the file. (laughs) Download it. It will. And then it'll start playing. It'll start playing the fucking MP3. (laughs) Oh my God. You're a piece of shit. You're fucking worthless. Nobody's ever going to love you. Mm -hmm. You're always going to be a fucking useless addict. And and that's what I hear in my head. Now I just hear it, and like in my own voice. But I, like, oh, I can that's hear, the worst I can of that disease, whisper. isn't it? And it's just trauma, right? Mm-hmm. It's trauma. And like we work through it. I recorded it once. No joke. <laughs> it's funny that this is the path we're going down. Her, but, her actual recording. Yeah, I put or? my phone um, uh, like her... behind my head gotcha. on the pillow. Yeah, cause, yeah. Because I told people this and they didn't believe me. Mm-hmm. So I recorded it. And um, I haven't done a lot of healthy things like since I've gotten clean. I mean, I've gotten so much better, and I've made very positive decisions. Hell like, yeah, wonderful dude! People, I still have done some some things that are a little sus at times. And uh, <laughs> I, w- I I slept with this woman when I first got clean. That doesn't mean you're not a good person. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably not the best decision for either of us. That's fine. She's a very nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the best thing that came from that situation was she found the voice memos on my phone and she was like she made me sit in her car with her and delete them she was like you don't need to hold on to this shit anymore oh sweet and she made me delete each of them and i had like 20 of them that was just her like my ex-wife saying that shit about me why were you holding on to them i'm a masochist yeah i don't know right it's a it's why do i bite down on the tooth that hurts Right, like I, there's, there's that something the, that um, my sponsor says it all the time. Something of us screams out, 
for uh, not disaster, but for failure. Yeah. Something in us screams out for failure. Like I just, I want, there's times where like, I just want to confirm that the way that I'm feeling about myself, it's true. And the only thing like <sighs> that I would need is to play that and be like, there's one person, right? My sponsor taught me that all I need in this world is one person who believes in me. One person who, um, who sees like the light in me that I can't see, mm-hmm. but that works the other way too. When I'm in a bad place, all I need is one person to confirm my negative thoughts. Oh my God. To make the, to actualize them mm-hmm. and make them real and make them true and make me believe them. And so I, I mean, to be honest, I, I probably held on to them. I think I held on to them for two reasons. One, because I wanted to be able to confirm um, my sick thoughts about myself sometimes, and that was an easy way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think the other part was um, some self-pity. Okay. Because when you tell people the story about your ex-wife, yes. and then you play for them the audio, it oh. really makes it true, right? Like, feel oh, bad. Yeah. I should feel bad for this person. They really did go through some serious thing. stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can, uh, look, I've got the proof and yeah. you should feel yeah, sorry let me for play me. It for you. Listen to this. Oh, my God, Mark. Wow. What an awful, wretched person your ex wife was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for her, it was probably either a moment she doesn't even remember because mm. she was drunk. Yep. Um, or stuff that she regrets that I just kept alive and like the ethos. Um, There's the forgiveness, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Um, does the forgiveness come up? Uh, do, does the forgiveness come up? She's she's a tough subject for me, to be honest. I know. We were just talking about yeah. that. No yeah. doubt. Um, I don't know. I, I There's some. So I have like, I've prayed her into the circle. Okay. Which I think, I think I, Sweet. there That's have good. been, uh, there have been moments of mm-hmm. forgiveness. I don't hate her. That's all you need. It's same. just a moment, man. I feel the same way about her. This is so sad <laughs> that I do about my sister who I don't speak to. Okay. I, there's a whole, Ambivalent? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I really like, I couldn't really fucking care less either way at this point. She's part of the story. Well, at least you're not wishing her dead type yeah. of stuff. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. I'm not wishing her. I don't wish like any harm. I, I have hoped that I would see her at a meeting. Oh, good. Okay. Um, I know that it would be. That's the beginning, isn't it? Yeah. It would be something. I think it would soothe a part of me to know that I have, like, I have this, I have this other ex girlfriend. Okay. And um, she, she had. She has, I'm assuming, um, just suffers from like very difficult um, mental health issues. Okay. Major depressive disorder, clinical um, obsessive compulsive disorder. Okay. Really I tough. Two things you. that I've learned were like a medication. I'm to attracted help with to that one. too. <laughs> <laughs> a medication for one makes the other one way more apparent, right? Like you put her on uppers, her OCD gets worse. Yeah. You put her on, uh, you put her on sedatives, and her depression gets worse. It was really tough for her to find a balance. Okay. Um, good-hearted person when you could get through oh yeah this shit uh-huh. um well just like us yeah yeah i mean you we could, pull some get serious to the stuff center of her tootsie pop she was there was there was some she was good sweet. love and compassion uh-huh. in there mm-hmm. um it's just that you gotta like, get through the hard candy coating yeah um but it was um i'm trying to think exactly where i'm trying to remember oh in terms of like forgiveness yeah um her, I like. I look her up sometimes, okay, just because I want to know that, like, she's doing okay. Like, I want to make sure that I don't see, um, what's the what's that thing called? 
um, an obituary. Or yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like serious bouts of of like depression, um, suicide attempts, and like okay, I just want to know she's alive. Like Absolute, I, I, I yeah. know she fucking hates me. Uh huh. She hates. So I swear to God, that girl got no love from me. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Um, you but, can still have some for her. Yeah. She can I just use like it. I I check to see if she's okay. Now she's not a social. She's like you, a non social media user, mm-hmm. which is probably really healthy. Um, <laughs> but but um, uh, it makes it really hard to one. see if like she and I won't. I reached out to her, and I made an amends. Or tried to make an amends. Okay. When uh, when I had like a year and a half clean, so gotcha. five years ago, she was not receptive to it, mm-hmm. and that's fine. I've yeah. learned that that's fine. Um, We're trying. I always left it open for like if she ever wanted to talk further about it, or like her wish was for me to just leave her alone. Okay. I've learned with a lot of my past relationships. I feel like you're interviewing me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll with it. The best. The best amends I can make to some of my ex partners is how I treat Marissa. Yes, Marissa is the dude. You the mentioned benefactor. that. That is the most beautiful thing. She's the benefactor of all of my poor behavior and treatment and mistreatment in the past mm-hmm. because I'm very aware of them, and uh, I have made it my purpose. Like I am super driven to never, um, never let Marissa experience that side of me. Okay. So. Well, that's funny because the thing I'm thinking of is then you've allowed yourself to be forgiven in a certain form. Sure. Because yeah. you're bringing that to this relationship now. And if you don't have anything to give to a relationship. I, I would say I, I certainly feel um, varying degrees of self-forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, way more. I, I think I, like every year that passes, uh-huh. every... Um, like um, value-driven move that I make, and for every time I like, that's beautiful. I don't step outside of like my value system, and I maintain my integrity. Mm-hmm. That self-forgiveness grows a little bit, and okay. so it is. It is like I I don't feel the same way about myself now that I did six and a half years ago when I first got clean. No, for sure. Well, I you've done a lot of work, man. I have. I should. I should do more. <laughs> um, it's been a slow year. I don't know why. I was like, I did step. Well, your sponsor moved away, right? He did, but that's not an excuse. I finished. Well, there's never finished, an excuse. I but... finished writing a nine step, like I don't know, five months ago, and we still haven't gone over it. And it took me a year to fucking write it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to. Okay. Um, I was just thinking about it a couple of days ago that I would like to start that process back up okay um oh, well speaking of I, forgiveness I, I, the ninth yeah. step holy cow yeah and i i miss it like i miss i miss writing i miss that like introspection i do think that it was very beneficial for me to spend like the last year and a half um using all the things that i had learned to make sure that i know what it looks like to apply them okay i think i did that more than i did the previous four years and it allowed me to kind of grow up and mature it sounds like um, a six and seven step you're actually applying it now yeah, and yeah, you're, yeah, yeah 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 it was uh or or walking into a tenth soon um yeah there you nice go ten step so um yeah um yeah i'm, I'm excited to to dig into it um, but yeah, I think for me that that has certainly greatly impacted 
my, my measure of personal forgiveness. How okay. about you? I'm gonna I'm gonna turn turn gonna the turn, tables turn on the me? table on you. You know I don't like that in any way, shape, or form. That's I fine. Don't, I That's don't fine. like to get in front of the the microphone. I feel or like camera. you should have a podcast. You did a very good job hosting me right there. <laughs> it's probably the same thing. People that you complain do. that I, I talk too much. I want to learn. <laughs> I, I I like to hear what other people have to say and and I guess try to apply it. Um, there's a couple of different things that were coming up with forgiveness, and I'm I'm I've actually just finished a fifth step. Um, uh, going through the whole. What is step. a fifth step for the people uh, who don't know what a fifth step is? Well, uh, obviously, there's a twelve step process. Um, so there are twelve steps uh, in, in an anonymous program, um, whether that's AA, NA, CA. There's always these twelve steps. So um, there's a four step where you write an inventory. So this, if you can try to keep it to an actual inventory, because um, some people just it, it spooks the heck out of them, but. Um, it's an inventory, so it's like a pros and cons list, but it, it's a really in-depth pros and cons list. So you're going through everything, your relationships, you're going through, um, you're trying to, uh, I guess, in a beginning, figure out what your character defects are. I mean, these things will come out, um, but your everything that you've done and gone through, um, like uh, going through the suicide attempt or uh, the, the things that I stole, or... Um, the good things um, that like um, trying to be kind to animals or I am kind to animals. Um, I find it a lot easier to be kind to animals. Chicken's got humans. her eye on you, my friend. I don't even see chicken. She's, she's hiding in she's, the corner. She's over there. She's in the kitchen. Oh, okay. She's she was over here on my side. She's a real, she is one of the cutest cats. Oh, there she is. Okay. I got her. <laughs> um, I can't see her. How can she see me? Uh, she's all knowing <laughs> there you go buddha uh, i was just reading about that as well because i wanted to look up forgiveness i'm i am a, a practicing buddhist of some sorts um but uh so the fifth step is um um we relay this stuff to um which the funny part is i keep forgetting that it was god was there as well as to or your higher power however you want to you know if you're an atheist or whatever don't want to impose anything on anybody um but you're relaying this information to god to yourself and to another human being so the fifth step is usually sitting down with a sponsor or someone you trust and you're reading this inventory and going through it and because you trust them um and Generally, they have something, they have qualities that you like, spiritual qualities or some sort of uh, moral qualities of something. Um, uh, like my sponsor has these qualities that I really uh, adore. Uh, I find them to be very beautiful. And I, uh, so I, I want what he has. So if you want what somebody has, you do what they do, you know? Um, if I guess if you want to be really good at business, you pick up these business books and you read them. So if you want to be good at spirituality, uh, for me, I, I go to people that are spiritual. Um, and you are one of them, by the way. So just to let you know. Um, and the things that you say and do and how you practice them, like in your relationship with Marissa, I think is really beautiful. Um, Thank you. So and She appreciates it. So that's good. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I appreciate her. I just don't want her to go anywhere. Say <laughs> we're good. Whatever it is, we'll figure it out. Um, she she's worthy of it. So, so I I did the fifth step for the, um with my sponsor, and so going through that is um you're starting to learn the things that I do, um or the things that maybe I do to keep myself down. And so you're sharing 
some pretty in-depth stuff that Very you don't intimate. generally speak to people about. No. Um, with this person who have you decided you can a trust. Yes. Um, and with the information and then trust that they can provide some guidance so that way the stuff that you brought up um, you can find healthy ways to work through and maybe some your 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 next steps to not continue down the path that you just shared. Correct. Okay. Just yeah, um, like you were sharing about keeping those audio recordings um, and how you feel inside about that stuff like that would come up. And uh, yeah, the only thing that I can think about for your audience is to picture the worst thing in the world that you do not, that you're going to bring to your, you know, your deathbed and you're not going to tell anybody about. You start sharing that stuff in the fifth step um, because there is an intimacy there that uh, even going into the fifth step, I'm like, I am, I know I wrote this down. I am not telling them this. That's And at some point. As I've written mine. <laughs> I've done it twice. Uh-huh. Um, I always have a section that says, shit, I will definitely not tell him. <laughs> and then you do. And I do. Yeah. I do. Because in the moment, like, you start flowing through it, and it, it's tough. But I know for me, I can feel his trust in a different yeah. way uh-huh. when, we're, when, we're like re- when we're in it. And I have this person's undivided attention. And I could see, and I'm lucky, right? I can see... Um, in his eyes and in his facial expressions mm-hmm. that he really cares about me and he cares about what I'm sharing with him. And he's he's taking it in and like he wants to do something meaningful with it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and yep. And I, I, I hope to God I do that through for other sponsees um, th- that people come to me for that. But yeah, when I was sitting with my sponsor and I, I just... Like you said, I felt the trust coming from him. And I knew it was there, but there was just something added that you could see that like it's not going anywhere. And so I was able to to share all of these things with him. And what comes up, and I'm telling you, there's like I, I numbered them. I think it's like 85 questions or, or more in, in the step working guide. So there's a guide there that actually that gives yeah, you all like these a, questions. It's like a workbook that Yep. I mean, it's good questions. Like oh, I, sh- I showed them to Marissa, and she is like, "This stuff is deep," and they go into like everything: your spirituality, oh, oh sex, oh. Um, abuse. Like yep. this is the shit, and I feel like it's important to share with people. That so built you these two steps. Yeah, they they certainly they. It's like when you when you buy a house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the person comes, I never bought a house, but I'm pretty sure I know the process a little bit. Like you have like a, a like an inspector come, and they evaluate everything and they, yep. they tell you like foundation's good and this and like you walk through everything. That's the four step. And you're, and you're in this house <laughs> and then you find like this little cubby that nobody saw before you bought the house. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden there's this little secret cubby. Your fourth step. Got all the cubbies. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not shy of the secret little nooks and crannies. <laughs> they're coming of out. your home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got they're inspecting all that shit. It is not. And I what I've learned from doing uh, from going through that process is like the the only harm that comes from my lack of willingness to share some things with this person mm-hmm. is me. Yeah, you know, like I'm the person that gets harmed. Yeah, I I hold on to it and like guess what. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it again. So like I can hold on to it for two more years. So my next turn or like I can find some some freedom and some breath from all that. Crap. It's funny. That's where I remember because um, that's where my sponsor and where it reminded me that um, it's to God, to yourself and to another. It's And I, I was like, oh, wow, no, because leading up to it, there's steps one, two and three. And they they lead up to. um a higher power that you have an understanding of. And so my understanding was that, you know, obviously loving and caring, but there was so much more there. And it almost, my higher power is almost like my mom. There's just something there that no matter what I did, my mom, I know my mom loved me. She could see it in her eyes and it was just really beautiful. And that's my higher power. And now if, Unfortunately, if you have a mother like my father was, you know, you, you might be like, hey, yeah, John, screw that. <laughs> but you can, there's somebody out there, as far as I'm concerned, there's always someone out there that you can, I don't know, feel that from, or I hope there is. If if not, give me a call. <laughs> um, John is very nice. Because <laughs> I, 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 I really get upset listening to people in recovery or anybody that is going through that struggle. And I just want to reach out and tell them you don't need to do that because I go through it so often. I feel like a POS. I feel like there's nothing worthy there. There's nothing that I'm ever going to amount to. There's nothing that's going to make me whole again. And um, and it's wrong. And and you shouldn't believe that. And if you are listening to this and you feel that way, it's wrong. And stop lying to yourself like that. Um God doesn't make a, a piece of ass and, um, and you're worthy and you're wonderful. And these are the things that came out and you were talking about your, uh, your ex-wife with these recordings and whispering in your ear. And it brought up things of, I mean, I love my father and I guess it's gone to that forgiveness part. And I luckily had, and maybe you have this with your ex-wife. I don't know. Um, I didn't hate my dad. Um, I mean, I always respected him and looked up to him and really wanted to be like him and and never understood like my brothers being that way as well, um, um, angry and forceful. And maybe that's why with the whole anxiety thing, I get, ah, and and my fists clench. And, so and, weird. I can't even think about you like that. I've never seen you that way. Oh, dude, I can uh, <laughs> really fly off the handle, you know? But um, so there's this one memory that I keep with me um, that helps me love my father. I don't know if it's forgiveness or what. I, I hope it's forgiveness because I, I felt so bad when my father passed away because I was like, oh my God. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a recovering Catholic. I was pretty sure my father was going to hell. I was like, oh my God. And I felt horrible about that. I was like, oh my God, because he beat us. And so he's going to hell. And, you know, that's what happens. And And, you know, he didn't, maybe he didn't, go to penance for it or whatever, but I was, I was sure of it. And I would pray like, God, please don't put him there. You know, he is a good man. And, and I would give the example, even to God, like God didn't know. Um, I was sick and amongst, um, when you, there's nine people in, in a house. Um, so we all shared the same bedroom. There were three boys in one, three boys in the other, and then my sister downstairs and my mom and father. But when you were sick, generally you like stayed on the couch 
you didn't stay, you know, get everybody else sick type of thing. Although I don't know why the couch was the the um, the communal area, so everybody else was going to get COVID sick. COVID wise, you yeah. don't sleep on the couch. They, you, you shouldn't. <laughs> no. But my father was uh, a trucker. Um, but he wouldn't go from here to California. He would just go out, uh, you know, um, eight hours a day type of thing, and he would haul gravel um, or stone or whatever it was that he needed to haul towards the end. Um, but he would leave early in the morning. Um, he had to go to, to the office or to, to the truck. And uh, when I was sick, you know, you would see the lights come on in the kitchen and stuff like that. So I knew he was awake and it was like four o'clock in the morning, long before anybody had to get up to go to school. Um, and I knew he was awake and I, you know, you, as a kid, you keep your eyes slits, but you're like watching for your dad or something like that. And he was leaving and he would turn off, he turned off the lights at the kitchen and he was, he walked through the living room to go to the front door to leave. And before he left, he kissed me on the forehead. Now he could not normally do, and he did not know I was awake, or at least I assumed he didn't know I was awake. I kept quiet and he didn't. So I assume he didn't know. And in, I knew he had love for me, you know, the man that would beat me, the man that just didn't know how to express it, that, you know, he had, he had something to say, but he didn't know how to say it. You know how you just love somebody so much sometimes? And I'm not saying like beating was love, but I'm trying to describe a point where you have love for somebody and you just can't, like maybe with Marissa, there's something there and sometimes you just can't say, I love you. It just doesn't seem like enough. Or when you're angry or frustrated or anxious, you just don't know how to describe it. And so it comes out in physical form sometime. And with him, he didn't know what to do or how to, like, I'm angry, I'm frustrated. You know, I've been working all day and now I've got, you know, nine kids or seven kids to come home to. And how do I like come up with the food and whatever there was stuff, but it's I knew he loved me. This, um, Marissa and I, like we, yeah, we talk about it. Um, and talk I, about had, what? Uh, I had Lori on, you may know, I don't know if you know Lori, she's, she's in our fellowship. Okay. Um, but like, most people, right? Like my parents, wonderful people. Yeah. They try their darndest, you know, but like. And like I've never there had was, kids, There wasn't so. like this, there wasn't this like thing. Like people don't continue to like evaluate themselves and become better people. Like a lot of people aren't like intrinsically motivated. They just, they work off of like the shit like that they were given mm -hmm. right the, the the behaviors that they learn like my mom doesn't identify her anxiety and be like oh you know i'm anxious because of this maybe if i try doing this this will be no no no. Mm -hmm. she goes no nah, i'm just anxious I've always been that way that's just how i am right and exactly like it's it's yeah. hard i know it's hard for people um i don't know, like because sometimes it's hard for me but like there there has to be for me some acceptance and awareness that like people's nature is the way that it is because they've never been asked to to grow or have had anybody put in front of them like tools to be a better version of themselves right like you learn like sure arithmetic yes. and science and there's college and um all also there's trainings at jobs and like but like nobody like uh, not often 
do people get challenged to be a better version of themselves and identify some areas that like maybe they could be better in and then mm-hmm. are also provided with resources to start that process. Like we're lucky. Oh, you, very. you make it to the other side of addiction. You can be part of these fellowships where they have like these guidebooks on how to be a human being, but like, um, <laughs> you got to dig through some stuff. Yes. Um, and like, like hearing you speak about your dad and like, yes, the, uh, uh, nobody uh, myself included really like see like i don't i don't like hearing that like you were like hurt or that your yeah. siblings were mm-hmm. but you bring up a really valid point right like it, what he had was learned behaviors nobody sat him down and was like hey this is how you raise a kid you want to mm-hmm. be a better dad you oh, yeah. do these things these are good ways to be that now some people's just get some of this shit like innately i don't i don't know what it is yep um but for me, I've had to learn. I was a much shittier person before starting like a 12-step process. Yes. Um, than I oh, am definitely. now. And that's because like I like I, there was something that was willing to like guide me, right? So like to just it's really hard for me to like sit there and like blame my parents for being who they are the way that they are mm-hmm. when nobody like offered to them a way to oh, yeah. maybe be a better them? version of themselves. They've just like they've just been like bounced back and forth between bad experiences or learning the best way to like survive life. Mm-hmm. Am I like they're not very proactive. Oh yeah. They're very reactive. Um <laughs> and like and you know your most basic instincts sometimes are like fed from frustration or anger or I don't know what it feels like to to be a father of seven no and uh and like make sure that all their needs are being met or maybe and that the mortgage is getting paid or like that internal thing of like maybe there were things that he wanted for himself that he wasn't able to accomplish or Mm -hmm. like uh, i'm sure your dad like every other fucking person on the face of the earth had voices in his mind that told him why he wasn't worthy of love or um, wasn't good enough or or ended up in the place that he is because like that's all that he deserves to get mm-hmm. and like how it feels to have that inner monologue be that way but nobody stopped him being like hey you know what's the conversation with yourself look like these days do you want to be a better person like yeah, yeah. You know, like um no so yeah he only very, had i try to be and very coke. gentle <laughs> or or more gentle than i i certainly ever was when it comes to like those that like that measure of empathy, because mm-hmm. I I got to experience life not just without recovery and addiction and all that stuff, but without something challenging me to look within myself to find that better version of me. Okay, um, and have all these resources, all these people who have experienced that same kind of metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I have, and like the the gauntlet was thrown down and and I was willing to accept the challenge. I'm always doing that. I'm always evaluating mm-hmm. in way more and more and more healthy ways as time goes on. Well, that's the thing. It's got to be in healthy ways as yep. well. A lot of us can evaluate ourselves and go, oh, I'm yeah, just and, not doing and good that's enough. That's not an evaluation. That is no. a harsh judgment they, uh, where the only critic is you. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that gets nowhere near. Because I keep thinking forgiveness there. When you can finally empathize with somebody, when you can finally feel like some of that stuff, I didn't even think about that. I would go 
like with my father, I would go with the monetary part. Like, oh, I can only imagine what it was like to like have to feed seven kids or have to come up with a mortgage or have to come up with the car insurance. But when you were just talking about it, did he have the same stuff going through his head that I do that, you know, uh, I'm a piece of shit. I'm not good enough. Oh, you know, all I amount to is, is driving a truck. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. But did he? I don't know. You know, dad never sat me down. I'm and sure said, he had envy and jealousy. I'm sure he had friends that had things that he wanted that he was like, well, I got fucking seven kids. So like, I can't do this. Uh, yep. uh, right. Like I, it's just like, it, it's part of like our conditioning. I'm really blessed because Marissa without me mm-hmm. is a person who is constantly trying to find ways to be a better version of herself. So she's found it through. Oh, that's like, cool. Well, yeah. Through therapy and okay. um, some guidance. And she she has like a foundation of spirituality, which I would love to talk to so you know where we're at. Okay. Um, but like it's it works so well for us because we're we're both so motivated. Like we'll have a conversation that's not healthy. Sure. Right. Because we're 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 a couple in an apartment and like like our lives you get on each other's nerves yeah, now yeah. again yeah and like one of us will always pop back in i'll be honest generally more me than her um because <laughs> because of because of recovery man you like all know like, that marissa is not here to defend herself right now <laughs> yeah yeah but she she would probably i think she would She'd agree. agree yeah um, <laughs> okay and like i'll pop back in to like the bedroom because she'll sit there and she's huffing and puffing and i'm huffing and puffing and i'm like hey can like like I know we can communicate better. Mm-hmm. Can we just rewind this for a sec? Okay. I want to know like how you're feeling and what like your needs are right now. Oh dude, I, I want to get to that. I just point. want you to try and communicate it to me better. Mm-hmm. Because the last time either I wasn't being a good listener or maybe there was a gap in how you were communicating versus how I was comprehending. Like like let's just try this again. Uh-huh. And to her credit, She'll look at me and she'll go, "Okay, let's try again." And like, oh, that's and cool. We can read, like, we can redo this ugly conversation without all the without bringing it all back up again, and all and all the shit that can happen, or or us sitting in separate rooms just boiling inside, and uh-huh. and not and like, I'm not gonna talk to her. Uh, that used to be like my my earlier recovery thing, which like, I'm not gonna speak to somebody. Because, like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. And, like, yes, there is, like, a piece of that. But, like, that also isn't, like, a like a badge of armor. Okay. So, like, no, let's have the challenging conversation. I need to learn how There's to th- have healthy communication with my partner, even when the emotions are high. Okay. If I want more out of this and you want more out of this and we want a home and we want kids and maybe we got to move or whatever, and we're going to have days where we have no money, days when we have lots of money, and, and all, we have to learn how to effectively communicate even when the emotions are high. So let's practice when we're yes. talking about who did the dishes as opposed to like who's paying the mortgage. Mm-hmm. Like let's do it now so we know what it looks like in the future. And so we practice. Oh, and she God. and she wants to practice, which is amazing. She goes, okay, like let's do it. And I'm like, all right. And like we'll still be angry. That's beautiful, But we'll though. try. And like 15 minutes after that, we're like, why, why, why couldn't we just do this? Why can't people just do this? That's all I can think of is love conquers all. 
when you're talking about that, because that is truly, I mean, I used to think, oh, it's, sorry, I'm just this freaking rom-com, romantic <laughs> comedy guy. Like, yeah, this is the that. way it's supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, but yeah. when I listen to others, when I listen to you, and I listen to, because I was not like that in any of my relationships. I mean, I was married twice for 11 years on both of them. And at points, I would try to get to that. But I just like, unfortunately, I was at, the, I got to win. You know, and that just doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I know that. Feeling. I want to be right. I, I don't. I don't. Don't get me wrong. I know the feeling <laughs> of I want to win, and it's funny because I'll say it out loud, mm -hmm. and I'll be like, "How dumb is it, Marissa, that right now I hate you a little because I want to win? Yeah, I want to win. What? I don't get points. What? But you want to know what I win? I win being lonely and single and depressed again. Yes. Congratulations, Mark. Here's your trophy. It's called the loneliness <laughs> and depression. I'm sitting in my <laughs> home alone going, yeah. what the hell happened? And I'm like, I just needed to say it out loud so that way it was real. Yep. Um, because I do. I know. Isn't that so weird? Like there's this like con competitive spark where I'm like, my ego is is so fragile. Mm -hmm. I used to say big, but just so fragile. Yeah. That it needs to win an argument with a person who's proven to me that they love me. I need to win? Mm. What the fuck does that... Like, I don't even know what that means. I know you don't curse. Um, <laughs> but like, like what <laughs> fuck, yes, that, I do. <laughs> what, the, what does that mean? Well, you, you said P, piece, a piece of S. Um, yes. So I figured... I, you're, well, you're I keep sitting here. Sometimes it's it's in the company. Like, I'm not <laughs> sure whether I'm... So, you know, when you're on the radio, so to speak. I know it's a podcast, and so I should okay. be allowed. It says explicit content. So Excellent. You, you can, oh, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's good. What's those like, seven dirty words? <laughs> Fuck shit, piss, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. I miss him. Um, but like, how, how fucking asinine, how counterproductive... Um, it, oh, it's ridiculous. it serves no one. No. And I'll tell, like, that's what I'll say to her. And I, this is an important thing I'm going to say to you. I, I don't know if you're going to use it. It's important for me. It was advice from, uh, from my sponsor. Please. He said, the burden falls on the person with the better understanding. So mm -hmm. the moment I walk away mm -hmm. from whatever spat we're having, and I can acknowledge the ridiculousness Mm-hmm. Boom. It's up Bur to you. Burden falls on me. Burden yep. falls, even if she has, I'm not in her head. No. No. Burden falls on me. It, it, professionally, um, with my friends. I the I mean, I have relationships with my car and my TV. Like it just piss me <laughs> off. Yep. But like the minute I like actualize in my head that I'm being ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? Those shoulders just got a little heavier. You have to do something because oh you know God. what you're doing is wrong. So you have to do something. And like more than money, I've learned this. I learned this. I mean, I'm almost 40. I think I can say that, I, that I've learned this. Uh huh. You can tell us your experience. You're still a after. youngster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just relative to your company. Uh -huh. To her, I'm the old man. <laughs> um, but like, <clears throat> shit, I think I lost my thought. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, you were taking the burden um, that the burden falls on you as soon as you recognize that you're the one that is doing something silly or wrong in the argument. Yeah, and so the yeah, so the the burden falls on the person with with the better, better understanding. Correct. I know that part. I don't remember where my thought was going. That's okay. That's okay. We've had lots of thoughts. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, I I don't think I go ahead. So, <clears throat> in my relationships. Okay. Like it's it's so 
like I I know I I understand like what the weight of that burden feels like. Yep. Um, oh, it sucks sometimes. I, it sucks, um, but it it's also like incredibly empowering to have that level of awareness. Okay. Where you know, right? I'll know that I can make one move, mm-hmm. and like and not go back to like the place that I've been in when I haven't. So as ch- as challenging as a move can be to walk into the bedroom from the living room, mm-hmm. say hey. I'm really sorry for how that conversation just went. Don't I, I don't like it. I, yep. I don't like getting to that place myself. I know like the most aggressive I've been with Marissa's, I've done this with my hands. Uh, <laughs> and, uh-huh. I, and I felt so bad. Um, and she's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. But like, I felt like I was too aggressive for, for clapping my hands together. Uh-huh. Um, but like, there is, whether it's money or things, or any of that shit. Um, like I would rather have her than any of them mm-hmm. because when after my last relationship ended before Marissa, yes, I had some money. I had my own place. It was a little place, but I had my own place. It was nice. I had the TV that I wanted. I had PlayStation Four Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I I had all the thing. I had food i could get nachos i do whatever i wanted to i could do it every day i had friends Mm -hmm. he never invited me over never invited john over that's okay yeah there were low ceilings and he's tall Um, (laughs) (laughs) but like i I had i love this i had i had all the things um and i would still go home every night after work after putting on like that facade at work of like i'm okay Mm -hmm. and i would be alone and i would i would cry i remember it crying yeah I would rather have nothing and have her than have everything and not have her. Mm-hmm. Like that, that what it feels like to have like a partner who like I can confide in, who I can trust, um, who I'm excited to see. Yes. Like so it's invaluable relative to the things that I think have value. Oh, dude. Yeah. And like the to not have the capacity in a moment Mm -hmm. to just say, Hey, I'm really sorry for how that conversation just went. I'm sorry that I spoke to you that way. Mm. I'm sorry that I didn't pay attention to what you were sharing. Do you mind if we do that again? Do you need some time? Yes. I would like us to just like, like, let's just redo it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like I, I, it doesn't, whatever, whatever just took place. I don't really care. I'm sorry. Let it all wash away. Let it just be on me. It's fine. I'm sorry. Let's just start it over. Mm Mm-hmm. And then to be able to do that, like, like that's not as hard to do as I as living each day, hoping to find that person that you can have those conversations with. Hmm. Um, it, it's amazing how quickly I can forget. <laughs> right, right. Like single looks real good when you're angry at your partner. You know, like I can golf all I want. I'll go buy this TV. I want a Tesla. I'm gonna go do that. I'm gonna blah blah blah. And a couple looks lo- real good when you're sitting on the couch watching TV alone. Yes. <laughs> and then when, and then all it takes is for me to be by myself. And I even, I, I genuinely feel like I was in a place where I I felt good about me. Yep. It wasn't that's the that, big. It part. wasn't that there is for me. Not for everybody, just like some people can hit baseball 500 feet. I can't do that. There is something uniquely special for me mm-hmm. 
to share a life with another person intimately mm. that I place a lot of value in. It impacts me different than other things impact me. That's all. Nothing. We were at the diner a couple of weeks ago yeah. after the meeting, and you had said the exact same words. You had mentioned all of that, and I hold that dearly. That is one of the things that I keep, like, no matter what stuff I have, no matter, I mean, because yep, I'm single right now. I go home alone. I go, and, and there's part of me that likes being home alone. It's like, ah, oh, I can just, you know, burp. <laughs> Or other things. Anyway. There you go. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, your partner does accept it no matter what. But um, it, it was that Half thing. Half of my comedy material comes from the gas that comes out of Marissa. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> or out of me. Yeah. <laughs> but it was learning that and listening. That's why I like to listen to others and I like to hear what's going on. There's something there that that touches me when you when you mention that about the relationship and that you valued Marissa more than the things, than the job. If anything, you would mention like if anything came up at work and uh, it was in conflict with your schedule with Marissa, then work had to go to the side. And like I had never done that. I mean, there were points, I guess, but I'd really never done that. It's all about me, you know, um, the selfless. And I, th I think and I go, those are the points that I want to bring into my relationship. Those are the... A long time ago, I was taught by this guy, uh, Nick, um, that I didn't know about my, when I first came into recovery, like I said, I'm a, I'm a recovering Catholic, so all I knew was fire and brimstone. And this guy turned around and said, listen, you can make your higher power whatever you want to make your higher power. Just listen to what everybody else has to say. And he would go, oh, that sounds good. Ultimate best friend. That sounds really good. That's going to be mine. Um, you know, he's all forgiving. He forgives me for everything. He gives me a great hug. And, you know, like I said, he's like my mother now. Like I think about these things. Now I'm thinking about not only my higher power, but the relationships that I have. And so I go, you know what? That's a beautiful thing. That's what I want to bring into my next relationship. So, well, you can bring it into your current relationship. The relationship you have with you, relationship you have with God. Oh, like dude, I, that's beautiful. So I, this is a real thing that uh -huh. I do. Please. I don't, I don't think that it is. I, I believe it genuinely as a part of myself because, okay. because uh, it's a conscious decision. I think, um, as I grow, I neuter myself a bit professionally. Okay. And that is because I, I don't want to have too many days where and I believe I believe like we we all got like uh like like the pot can only hold so much water. Uh-huh. I don't want to be in a place and and I've prefaced this maybe when I have kids and my responsibilities change this will be different well, where I now. come home to Marissa and I have nothing left to give her. It happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. But okay. I don't want that to be the regular. Mm. I don't want to go home and like, like I feel like she deserves um, a certain amount of me each day. Sure. And I don't like sacrificing that so I can make a little more money or uh, so I can have this a little bit more responsibility or yeah. like, I don't want to forget that she like, that she has needs and I am in a contract with her mm -hmm. that says like, I'm going to do my best to fulfill them. Okay. Uh, like, like the job 
She's more valuable than... Yeah. yeah. Like, these things aren't more important Mm -hmm. than, like, the sanctity of our relationship. And I don't want to forget it. Um, And I... there, there, I think there are... I don't think that... I think that there's a balance. That doesn't... What I'm saying doesn't mean that, like, people who work a lot don't know, like, don't know how to make that balance. Mm -hmm. I have a little stunted growth. So... I, you too, uh, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I know that I gotta like each step for me has to be a little bit slower professionally. So I learn how to not empty um like not empty the pot okay. all at work. And like my that pot's grown. Mm-hmm. I can take on more now than I could five years ago or even a year ago. Oh yeah. But but I, I have to allow it its time and mm-hmm. I don't want to be in a place where I'm telling, Hey Marissa, um, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna sacrifice you and our relationship for the next year so I can make like twenty thousand mm. dollars. Doesn't I it just doesn't sit well with me. It's not it's not doesn't my add thing. up. Yeah. Um, like that, that's, I'm not, that's not like a value proposition to me. <laughs> I'd rather tell my job, like, fuck you for the, the for $20,000. I want to make sure that I don't lose this person. Mm-hmm. This person's more important. You want to, and I, I think I said this to you at the diner, right? Cause yeah. like, she's going to be there no matter the job. Yep. Uh, the job's not going to like wipe my ass when I'm 80 years old and I can't reach <laughs> anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, like that, they're not going to be the person that shows up to me where, and I talk about this shit because it's important. Mm-hmm. If I live my perfect dream life, which is like I live to be like 95 yep. and I'm relatively healthy, mm-hmm. that means that I am going to have to experience like the death of my parents, mm-hmm. um, the death of people that I love. I'm going to have to see people sick. I'm going to have times where like I don't have enough money to pay all my bills. God forbid I could have kids and something could happen. If I live my my personal perfect life okay. of being 95 and healthy, circumstance, there are circumstances that will be completely unavoidable out of your control yeah and that's gonna be the, the thing she is the thing that is gonna the glue that'll keep you together. all of that with me mm-hmm. the job ah. won't right like the company won't the the friends that you make it work that are like with you as long as you work with them and then they're not after yep. like they're not going to there are things like i believe recovery has been like a part of it our community has been a part of it yeah but she she is just so intimately involved in the fabric because oh, sure. she's part of more seconds of the day. That's mm-hmm. all. Um, and you want her to be. Yeah. And I like, I don't want to forget who's going to show up when those things happen. Oh, yeah. And it won't be like my bank account's not going to show up when something happens to one of my parents one day if I just live long enough. All I have to do is live long enough. Yeah, they're I not going like, to show up when you have chemo. <laughs> exactly. Like these are, I want to remember who's going to, like who and what will be there mm-hmm. and who or what won't be there. Um, because like it, it reminds me to place a certain amount of value in her um, when I when I have to um, kind of put my tail between my legs and walk into the bedroom and be like, and have that conversation where I'm like, hey, can, can we just have a do-over? I'm sorry for how that just went. Uh-huh. Right? Like, how do I, how do I summon the energy to do that? The willingness to do that is I, re- I remind myself of who's going to show up when circumstance also shows up, mm. you know? Um, that's really but, beautiful. Yeah. Man. So she, and so she, like, she deserves that from me. Yes, so, definitely. 
So that's that's my closing thing. It's your closing thing now. My closing <laughs> thing. Um, the only thing I can think about is, is trying to think about forgiveness. I know we went through anxiety. I think we went through a whole gamut of things here. Is it amazing I, how much you can just keep doing this, right? Oh, yeah. We're at like an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, my God. I, I And I keep thinking how lucky you are, actually, that you can actually do this with several other people and, and get to do it over. I've got to start my own podcast because um, it's all about me. <laughs> But I think in the end, it, it had to come down to forgiveness and it had to come down to, I don't know, there's something special inside being able to forgive somebody else and, and not hold that anymore. Um, there's just a certain love there that I have for my father, that I have for my mother, that I have for you, that I have for people that I don't want to see them hurt and I have empathy for them. and so. I don't know. I guess the closing thing is that you don't need to feel that way about yourself. There's something in there that if, if it tells you that you're a POS, don't believe it. It's lying to you. Um, forgive yourself and allow yourself to be forgiven. I love that. Um, it just makes me think before I hit the stop button. Sure. Um, that um, <clears throat> we, uh, we aren't um, we aren't our worst actions, right? Mm. Who we are isn't our worst actions because yeah. I've been around enough humans to know that everybody gets their chance to act in a way that doesn't align with who they are. So yep. don't, don't allow yourself to get lost in the way you may have responded or the way you may have reacted. Um, or because that else. doesn't, that doesn't need to define, um, the person that you are. No. By the way, I got a title for this, and yeah. I'm going to shut up. Excellent. Um, I'm not much, but I'm all I think about. So thank you for the quote. <laughs> That's beautiful. John, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, um, Mark. This was fun. I would love to do it again. I know you're a busy guy, but we, we can have you on. We'll find time. Um, I, take I, three I have weeks some ideas. I'm going to run them by you. Um, Kat, um, thank you so much for editing this. I know you listen you, to Kat. each episode um, and we appreciate you. I'm going to get you a t-shirt. I'm going to figure it out. I haven't yet, but um, yeah, you're awesome. So thank you. All right, we're signing off. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Subject to Revision podcast. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and numerous other platforms. We plan on releasing one episode per week. If you have any suggestions or questions about our podcast, please email us at subjecttorevision2020 at gmail.com. We look forward to your continued support.